Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we have journeyed to Freeport, New York. We're finally getting a little further west here and visiting Brew S.A. And Mark is the journeyman on this one and has found the nectar from this place so mark tell us all about it well first i'm gonna give a shout out to jack who corrected my pronunciation because i had been calling it brusa and he was like no it's brew sa and i was like oh (laughs) that makes more sense but i kind of like the like the uh like that whole goose fraba and wusa thing of of brusa like um it goes with that uh charlie papazin like you know relax have a homebrew chill out yeah yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's where I'm going with this. Okay, they they've only been open like I don't know a month and a half or something at this point. All right, so first we're getting first production batches. Yeah, probably because they have a 15 barrel brew house. Okay. Wow, that's a good size to get going with. Oh yeah, definitely. But a uh, little history about the place. So it was originally founded in 2011 by partners Tom Limerick along with. His buddies uh, Steve Whaley and Billy McLaughlin, and the uh, Irish lads. Yeah. <laughs> so their their whole philosophy is based upon producing American-made beer with all American ingredients, and twenty-five percent of the profits get donated to veterans' charities to uh, give back to the community. That's a that's really cool. That's one of, I found out about that. That's one of my favorite things. It's really that's neat. Very, that is very cool that they're doing that. Yeah, and it, you know that shows you where the name is coming from as well. Right. So it just ties that all together, and it makes sense because basically they were sitting around in a bar and realizing like, oh, all the most popular beers are now foreign companies. We should do something about this. Yep. And that's why it's you know how everything started back, uh, including six years those ago. cans of America. That's right. Well, that was well before the cans of America. But, yeah, same idea. Um, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> for those of you not sh- since those of you guys listening can't see what happened, Justin just flipped off Mark for spilling. Before we started, we were talking about I was how aggressively I, swirling. How whenever I swirl my beer to, to smell it. I'm unaccustomed to swirling in this craft cares uh, free pine class or what have you. Yeah, it's a killer, this is a killer pine commemorative, class. Commemorative. Commemorative. Absolutely. It free, it was commemorative. But I... <laughs> Yes, very good distinction. I paid for it in canned goods. That's true. Well, no, the glass is free. The That's glass true. is free. The beer I paid for in canned goods. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I usually spill my beer all over myself whenever I swirl it. We were just everyone was just making fun of me for it. And Mark said he has to wear a poncho when he sits next to me, and he just splashed himself pretty good. So I had to. No, I didn't get myself. Something. I got my phone. I don't know about that. I see a little bit on your chest there, bud. No, he's Unless just you're drooling. To see you. <laughs> Unless you're lactating or drooling, those are the only two things. Well, I don't, I went. Whatever. I went. Lactation for the win. <laughs> okay. Well, more importantly, what were you about to say about the beer? Chirp, chirp. I got chirp, nothing. Chirp. <laughs> All right. So are so, you talking about the beer that we have in our glasses? I do. The uh, the Pilsner from uh, Brew SA. So this is their interpretation of an American-style Pilsner, which is uh, 4.8% alcohol, so very sessionable. It has uh, some pretty good lacing on the glass. The carbonation is a bit lower than what I had off the tap because I think a fair amount of it was lost when the, the growl was filled. I think the tubes that they were using to fill from the bottom were too large in diameter. 
Yeah, I mean, even even still, the uh, there's still a decent amount. Obviously, it definitely seems a little undercarbonated, but when you pour it out, it looks like a little bit of a darker version of Coors Light. But then when you smell it, you get decent hop aroma. You realize it's definitely not Coors Light, and then you yeah. taste it, and it's just a clean pilsner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's got a, a nice, like, malty sweetness that you don't get from the macros either. No, they didn't throw any adjuncts in here, right? They just they're just using. I, I mean, not barley. Not that I know of. Now, do you know uh, anything about the hops that they may have thrown in here? No. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of the. Um, I mean, the they're American flavor. hops, so I yeah. assume I assume C's. Yeah, it's probably Centennial. You know, um, maybe some Willabat or something in here. Or you know, Cascade. Yeah, Crystal. Cascade is probably where. Um, it's got that little bit of a of a bite to it, but it's not bad and it's nice. It's it's crisp and uh, yeah, it's a. It's a, if what they were going for is mass market American Pilsner, then they hit it right on the head, and it's just a better version of it. Yeah, exactly. Again, it goes on the list of killer lawnmower beer, beers. I feel like we should put a put a page dedicated to them. Now that summer's summer's upon us, we should yeah, definitely have top, some uh, top, top ten craft lawnmower beers. Yeah. Lawn is not on there. Sorry. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> Even though you'll be cutting it while you're uh, riding on it, we don't want to taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Our buddy Jack from the All Flavor Days. Sorry about yeah. that, buddy. So, but, yeah, I'm sorry. Go for it, Mark. I, I well, I was gonna start the ratings. Yeah, I think it's about that time. I for me, this is easily a growler, especially now that we're coming into the warmer weather. I drink my way through that, no problem. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a pint for me. I just um, it's a little bit too much of the, the hop finish for me with not enough sweetness up front to quite balance it out from my palate. I'm going to split the difference and go with the bomber here. Um, and I just love, I would love to have a good substitute to throw in with, um, with you know, the clam bake. You know, to throw into mussels, to throw into clams, um, rather than your normal can of crappy beer. I would that's throw a, this in there and I think it'd be pretty darn awesome. That's a really good point. Because that's one of my favorite things to do in the summertime. That's fair. Um, what's the second one that we have on the list here, Mark? So, uh, for the second beer that I brought back is their cherry wheat. I'm, uh, I'm interested to, I just had a Sam Adams cherry wheat yesterday, so I'm interested to see a, uh, comparison. Well, I think you're going to enjoy this a lot more than Sam Adams then, buddy. Okay. Oh. I don't so, mind, I don't mind the Sam Adams, but for me, it's a little bit of an artificial cherry flavor. I'm going to say I go beyond not minding the Sam cherry wheat. I actually rather enjoy it. Like, Oh, I, I enjoyed it occasionally as well, but when I had this, I was like, wow, the, like, the flavor is so much better. So it's their American wheat beer, which, you know, is made with a uh, sweet and bitter orange peel and coriander, but then they age it on a combination of sweet and tart cherries. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, that sounds... That sounds way more. You get cherry. You get the a lot more depth cherries. of flavor to it. Right. You get the sour cherries right away. Well, just looking at it, it's definitely got a little more carbonation um, than the last one. Pardon me, but um, it's got a light amber color. It's a little bit lighter. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean, I'd say it's one step lighter than amber. Yeah, it's definitely. You know, it's a wheat beer, but then you're getting the additional color pickup from the fruit. Yeah, which is darkening it. Yeah, the nose is, is pure cherry. Yeah, it's it's definitely that dark cherry flavor. Uh, the nose is dark cherry, almost the not quite other stone fruit, but definitely dark cherry. Yeah, the, uh, the flavor is malt forward, and the finish is that little bit of sour from the cherry. And then you definitely know, 
I don't know that I would have picked cherry out if I hadn't been told, but I would have thought stone fruit, something along those lines. Yeah, that's fair, but like the, even if it's not definitively cherry, and maybe that's because there's the orange peel and the coriander in here as well, the fruitiness of this is so much more rounded or whatever you want to call it than the, the Sam Adams cherry wheat. Oh no, no doubt. It uh, I, it definitely wasn't a knock against. You don't think oh you, no, I don't, no, I don't, no. Yeah, I don't think you have to be able to identify the ingredients. I think it's actually almost better. I feel like when an ingredient's so forward that you're like, that's what that is. It, it can almost overpower what's happening. I understand where you're going with that. To me, I'm gonna disagree with that because sometimes I do want that flavor, and being able to pick out a certain flavor, you know, just sometimes you want a specific flavor. You're jonesing for that taste, and you want that that flavor to be satiated right um this one is definitely a deeper flavor and a more complex flavor oh and i didn't mention it's 5.2 percent alcohol that's still really sessionable oh yeah um it's a god i think the um maybe it's the orange peel a little bit maybe they got it got to the little bit of the uh it's almost got a little bit of like the pithiness of it the you know that little bit of a bite that you get sometimes yeah that makes sense from i mean you know it, from citrus yeah they're using a combination of bitter you know sweet and bitter orange peel yeah. in, the, in their base wheat so yeah. i might not have gone with the i mean the bitter probably helped I, I would assume they take some of the bitter into effect and kind of help balance the hop ones the um the hop bitterness that they tried to incorporate with it but to me i don't think i almost rather just have the dark cherry flavor then have that bitter that comes back at it. I feel like it's not balancing, but rather like upsetting it, to, upsetting the apple cart to me. I can see where you're getting at with Just that. Just on me. Yeah, no, it makes it, it makes sense. There is definitely, especially as you drink it, that bitterness does build a little as well. I started drinking it at my normal pace, which is like you know trying to get a mouthful into my face every thirty seconds. Right. Just, you know why I'm three hundred pounds. So. I'm, I'm. I think the coriander, like going back to what I was saying before about the flavors coming together, I can't pick out the coriander either. But I think that it all just works together. Like you don't get that that by itself, but it, it it's definitely adding a uh, kind of a spicy complexity to it. It is. A, I mean, it's a very good beer, and I see where Kevin's talking about. Where after I take a sip, the uh, that astringentness, which is probably from the orange peel, just kind of clings to the back and sides of my tongue yeah my the punching bag in the back of my mouth getting it pretty good right now the epiglottis yes the epiglottis i was i was gonna i was gonna try to dump it down for everyone else that was my plan yeah for that, sure that's the plan that's the plan um yeah i'll get the rating started on this and for me it's gonna be a pint for me um i think it's good and i like the flavor of it but i don't like it so much that I want to go drink more than a pint. I think it kind of builds up a little bit as you keep drinking. And to me, that's not really something that I want as I keep to drink more of than a pint. The funny thing is I, I agree entirely. I like it a little bit more. I'm going to go bomber. But it, I, I that would be like the upper upper limits. I would probably want a buffer beer in the middle. Potentially the uh, very clean Pilsner that we just drank. Yeah, I could, I could definitely say if I had this one first and then had the Pilsner... I might come back to this one more time because it's a little bit sweeter and I always have that sweet tooth. But, yeah, buffer beer might be a good idea in that. <laughs> it's going to be a bummer for me as well. 
uh, again, because it is a little bit on the sweet side, I don't know that I'd be able to drink much more than that, but I definitely enjoy uh, a tall buy of this by myself. They <laughs> should be doing good. If they have the Crowler, they should be doing uh, the uh, tall boys. You know, that'd be really interesting. You, you walk around, they would, they would absolutely have to put it in a paper bag before you left with it, one of those little paper bags. Yeah, oh, definitely. I always think it's amusing when they, uh, when you're at like 7-Eleven or something and they pull and everything else is going in just the normal plastic bag and then they gotta pull out that one little specialty paper bag like you know they keep around for no other reason than the, than these beers. Every single time I walked out of Lion Railroad to get off the train at the end of the day when I was pulling into Huntington you, you would be littered. Like you'd see them everywhere. <laughs> the paper bags? <laughs> the, the paper, cans the paper and... well, a little bulk but mostly yeah. the paper bags. People seem to at least take the cans with them. I just remember seeing people sitting in like the the four seaters where you're facing each other on the old trains. Oh yeah, and they'd have a a cardboard a fold open cardboard poker table on their knees and they'd be playing poker and drinking. And I, I always thought to myself, I wish that I could get into one of those games because I love playing poker. <laughs> and on the train, I just it, it was might big... actually make you like the train because you hated the train. <laughs> oh, I still hate the train. Like. But with they, a passionate fury. Even now, when I only have to take it like six times a year, I can't do it. I get shakes walking up to the, the, the station, and I'm just like, oh. Not going back there, man. I'm not going back in there. No, man. I said I wasn't going back. I wasn't if, going back, man. If driving in there wasn't as, as much of a dumpster fire as it is, I would rather drive in there. But you just can't tell if you're, it's going to take three hours or an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Yep. It's disaster. Something people from outside the region don't understand. How far away is it? Uh, I don't know. About four hours? Yeah, but how far is it? Uh, 33 miles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 30 miles. How can that take you four hours? There's 8 million people in this on this island. What yeah. the hell do you expect? And there's at least, and, and 2% of them are the shittiest drivers on the planet. So you're going to have an accident on every road every day. And every one of them is going to drive individually in a car. I drove past. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> every one of them needs their you, own car. You drive past every driveway, there's three cars in it. The two people live there, you're like, what the fuck? You have an extra one just in case? Yep, exactly. Says the guy with the extra pickup truck? Yes, that move that, that the, last, the last two years I've put like 910 miles on. <laughs> so what's the let now that we know that Justin has the uh, the spare vehicle? Yes. Uh, what's the uh, third beer here, Mark? So we're rounding out our tasting here with our chocolate brown, which is an American brown ale. It's uh, 5% alcohol, so the strongest, well, no, right in the middle of uh, what we've sampled. Yeah, none of it really seems uh, overpowering. I'm glad they're kind of going for... Drinkable beer is rather, you know, well, drinkable in quantity, right? Rather than saying like, let's just go for the big bang right away. There also might be the added added bonus that things won't get too crazy on the nautical mile where they are. <laughs> That's possible. Um, I know that during the summertime that area can be really oh, it rocks. You know, can get really going, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more along the lines of they're trying to find that beer, find the beer that's going to hit with the with the people. And get that beer that's gonna that everyone's gonna go. Hey, I want to come in for this one, and you know you got to get those couple, you know, the couple uh, signatures or Keystone kind of beers that, not to be confused with Keystone Light, but Keystone, <laughs> but Keystone beers that you can build a brand on. Right. I mean, plus they'll have a lot more than most of the other breweries, like say along Ireland or something. They're gonna have a lot more foot traffic out front. Right. And they need they need approachable beers, especially at first, before yeah. every beer geek on the planet floods the place. Well, yeah, I mean, their Pilsner is definitely serving that purpose, because when I was there, I mean, I was there at, uh, like, 3 o'clock on uh, Tuesday, and uh, so there was only one other gentleman sitting at the bar while I was there, and 
Was he 80 and wearing a baseball cap that said make no. again? No, he was uh, probably about our age, and he worked for uh, an, an HVAC company, and I guess he'd finished for the day or what have you. But Good he, for him. You know, he was sitting there, and he was like, oh, yeah, I tried this one, I tried that one. And he's like, I never heard of a Saison before, but it was good. So, like, you know, he's definitely starting down the path of craft beer. And you're like, yes, come to the side. Come exactly. to the But come he was like, I really side, like the Pilsner. Child. I think I'm going to have another one of those. I'm like, go for it, you know. Ch- I think the Cherry Wheat probably does, too. I mean, even, I mean, Cherry yeah. Wheat's the right name for the beer, but even just name recognition, somebody who is a little bit more adventurous and, you know, or even just saw that on a shelf one time would say. I'm gonna go for that. Yeah. yeah. And chocolate. Who doesn't like chocolate? So. And there's not that. There's no words in there that scare anybody away. Like, oh, I don't know what that is. That 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 sounds scary. What's that? <laughs> wheat. I like wheat. I like bread. I like cherries. Let's go. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Cherry toast. All right. And this one is the chocolate. You said. Yeah, it's their chocolate brown. Chocolate brown. Well, it's got a nice. It is really dark. For calling it a brown, I think it's almost a little dark to call it a brown, but. It is very dark. Um. Yeah. It's it's. Pretty much opaque. You're not getting anything. Yeah, on the I mean, I had to pour it about, tip it to about 45 before I even got any kind of light through it. But it's got a really nice chocolate nose on it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got uh, chocolate and uh, a little bit of roast in the nose, and it's really smooth, sort of mouth like silky mouthfeel. Yeah, I would. It's. Uh, I'd wonder if there were any any oats in it at all because it's got a little bit of oiliness to it. I would assume so, but um, I mean, they may also be from the coconibs because mm. they uh, they didn't use nibs in it. Yeah, so their their okay. flavor text here is an American brown ale brewed with coconibs and chocolate malt, finished with more cocoa nibs before being kegged. So their okay. coconibs are growing in here twice, so they're, there's the oiliness may be coming out of the nibs as well. Well, especially in the uh, the end one because it's, it's just sitting in there, and that's really what's going to come out of it is the oil. Yeah. But, I really like this one. Yeah, I it, do too. This this was really nice when I had it in the in the tasting room and I'm enjoying it again now. It's a very, very good uh chocolate brown ale. I'm wondering um what would have them call it a brown versus a stout. Because I mean I, I'm not I'm asking because I think they named it wrong. I'm really just wondering what I mean, what part of the recipe wouldn't have that, you know, would make that distinction because it has the roastiness. The lack of roasted barley though in the in the Bill? Oh, that's po- that's possible. Yeah, I don't think that's in. I don't taste that in here. No, I don't believe there is any roasted barley, and that's usually where people draw the line between uh, stouts and other dark beers. That makes a lot of sense. It definitely has the the roastiness. It has definitely has a gives it that sort of feel. Yeah, it's it definitely smells like the chocolate. Like the I think the you know the cocoa nib is exact. If you even if you haven't had this beer, but you've had cocoa nibs before, or just dealt with them, you you know what this beer kind of tastes like already. It doesn't have the the big mouthfeel or the heavy roast in the sip that you get with some of the other ones. That you no. get, that you get with like that you would get with a stout, that you would get with the really big dark beers. Yeah, it does have a little the astringency. I'm imagining is, is that something that would come from cocoa nibs in addition to the chocolate. Uh... Um, we added to it because I'm imagining it has chocolate malt in addition to the cocoa. I think the astringency is mostly from the chocolate malt, but I yeah. could be wrong in that. That's yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I, I don't know what cocoa nibs add, so I, in terms of that, so I wasn't sure if that was part of it because I know the oatmeal that I made, the I'm pulling back on the chocolate um, malt because it was a little too astringent. 
Yeah, there's a little astringency in here, but I, I'm willing to bet that they didn't go nuts with the amount of hot. You know, they really didn't go crazy hopping it, so it kind of works. No, balance. yeah, the it works to balance it out pretty well. It definitely does. The the astringency helps balance out the sweetness yeah. because, as you said, Kevin, there's really no hop aroma here. There's hardly any noticeable hop bitterness. Yeah, but it's overall a good beer, and I'm gonna go ahead and call this a growler. Yeah, I'm going to hit it with a uh, with a bomber. Um, the astringency on the end is a lot for me. Um, it builds it builds a little bit. Uh, I would think that a bomber would be good, again, maybe with that Pilsner in the middle or even the cherry wheat in the middle. I think all three of the beers sort of complement each other well. But then you won't have any for pancakes. I know, I know. Or right. waffles. And I finally got to eat the fucking waffles. There wasn't a dark beer in it this time. Oh, there was. There was a dark yeah, sour, was, sour, was sour, 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 right. I finally got to have some some of Mark's yeasted waffles. They were yeah. pretty pretty. You made your stay the night. You made your breakfast the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I hid down here for baby. Um, no, uh, we, it was it was fantastic. My wife uh, loves waffles, and we were leaving. She goes, "I wish I were hungrier." <laughs> <laughs> I told her she should do it like sommeliers doing what we should probably do when we record three episodes, but never will. Um, just chew on it and spit it out. No, can't do it. <laughs> no, that's, that's and, a waste and here, of beer. And, and I'm going to make an important distinction because I because the swallow and the retronasal flavor is important. I totally agree with and you. And that's a big part of it. If you if now, this is going to be the other part is we could probably go with smaller samples, but that takes away some of the fun of it. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's fun for our listeners to count to roughly count to threes. Yeah, several listeners before, and um, I think uh, the guys from Dubco are among them. Have mentioned that uh, at a certain point, yeah, they, they can sort of tell when the third episode. They, they've been yeah. listening and paying attention long enough to <laughs> exactly. to know which is the third in the recording. Yeah, when 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 Mark is uh, like a decibel or two louder than he usually yeah, is. Exactly. When I'm when I just stumble over my words even more than usual. I mean. Drinking this one might get me to, even though it's only 5%, I could keep drinking these and get to the point of a third episode drunk <laughs> happily and be there. But uh, I'm going to go with a bomber on this one also. Um, it's really, it's good, and I think it's the start of something good, but I think it's one note. It kind of hits it of one good chocolatey flavor. All right, so two. It's got the good chocolate flavor. It's got the astringency. Uh, astringency on the back of it but it's not really it's no it's no deeper than that to me and not that that's a bad thing but i just don't see it as something that really intrigues me to keep drinking but i will keep drinking it because it is tasty yeah it's a damn good beer um i've only seen pictures of the place mark is the only one that's been there of the three of us it seems like a, like a really nice place it is a very nice uh tasting room and they've got you know, full panel glass windows between the, the tasting room itself and the actual brew house so you can see all the equipment and whatnot. I would imagine, you know, you get a show if you happen to be there while uh, they're brewing beer. Oh, nice. I gotta say also that this might be a might be the most balanced, like, mini flight of beers that we've done. It's definitely up there. I think, I, I think we're trying, I mean, it's twofold. One thing, we're trying to get some more variety unlike when i go out and i'm like which movies do i like i don't care <laughs> no but I, I just feel like like this one we had a really nice steps of the pilsner the cherry wheat was a nice middle ground the chocolate is a nice end note it had that nice little progression to it mark i want to give you kudos 
Thank you, sir. That I think we really had a nice balanced one, and you know, I thought it was definitely a good sampling to go with. And pulling back the curtain a little bit, we just tried the uh, the Craft Cares Red Ale shotgun. We did the shotgun edition just before this. It'll come out long before this this episode does. But yes, go, but, if you haven't listened to it, go back. Yeah, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be there. It's on SoundCloud. Um, but I still feel like it all kind of balanced out. Like it was just a nice little progression of beers that just balanced out well. Like it didn't. Everything kind of built on it with a little bit more complexity. I thought it was worked out well. It was really well done. I still hate you for not bringing back the Saison, but it's okay. I'll get over it when you make me more waffles. Honestly, I didn't even realize that that was one of the options while I was there. Well, I mean, you, had, you had just driven, you know, all, all around and been to a well, site and, and, and also, if you, you know, you take a look at the picture on the board, it's not very apparent that, like, that is the thing that is on the tap right now that you could drink. You're right. It was sort of an aside, almost like it was coming up next. Yeah. that That's what I... At first glance of the board, that is what I thought it was, and not that it was there. So, you can drive to Freeport and get it if you want. <laughs> I, I actually can tell you that it's been at least 16 years since I've been in Freeport. Back when I used to used to fish and work on fishing boats. That was the last time I was in Freeport. And I think that was long before the, the current, if you want to call it, revitalization. So, I, I probably should go back so that I can at least have like a, a vision of that area that isn't uh, you know negative. I was also working at the time, every single time, and normally it was like 9 o'clock at night and I was up at 4, so that didn't help either. Yeah, that's that's not a good way to be going about and getting a good perspective on things. No. Um, yeah, that's not going to work for you. <laughs> but, I mean, Freeport is a nice area, and that nautical mile stretch is huge. Once the weather warms up, which it started, it, it started to now... That area is just, it's filled with restaurants, it's filled with all the boats, it's a really nice, it's like the one stretch of Freeport that's really nice that you want to hang out in. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, if you're in the area, stop by there. Um, yeah, see, I mean. See if it, I can get over that way at some point in the summertime. It's nice to actually see, like, more Nassau County breweries opening up, because Brew SA makes, what, three? Yeah. That's so, three. Three, and then you said they had the Saison, so that's four. No, no. Oh, the, oh, makes three breweries. Yeah, three okay. breweries in the county. Yeah, it, Long Island is very lopsided as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, but you know that it's. I think it's nice that we're getting to hear that there's even more guys coming. You know, I, I, I'm I'm happy that the that the industry is still growing. Um. So, what do you guys have? Uh, you guys have anything else that you want to discuss? Anything else that's uh, going on? I mean. Stuff in the news, things going on. You guys planning on going anywhere anytime soon that might be hitting a, a brewery on the trip? Um, I'm going to be going. It's going to be a while away, but in September I'm going back to Philly. And now, okay. now I'm going to stop at the actual breweries. Last time I just hit up that store. Dude, just just at least get like a whole flat of that Maniunk, like that chocolate I'm going. I'm stuff. going to Maniunk, and from what I can tell from their Instagram, that's becoming essentially a, a canned stable. Like they used to only do it at certain times of the year. Yeah, but that's not, that and they just so keep, good. Now I see oh, new cans available. New cans available. So sure enough, when I go there, they're, they're not going to have yeah, it. Yeah, just get a whole flat. <laughs> I'll go back to Fodor's and get uh, and get get anything they have on it. But I'm going to go to that brewery. I'm probably going to go to Dock Street, although we already sort of did them. But I'll at least right. talk about it on the podcast. But I'll get some more from Maniunk too. Well, things coming up sooner than that. Sooner uh, than that. What do we got? Well, I was up in Lake George last weekend and brought back some beer from Adirondack Brewery. So oh, that was your birthday adventure, right? Yeah, so All right. we'll be drinking those on a future episode. 
And then uh, my brother is coming out from Ohio way and bringing us some beer from some breweries out there. Excellent. I know he had, I saw an email he sent us with like, here's a list of like 10 places I can stop along the way. Where would you want to go? I'm like, can I just say all of them? Would that be okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought about it, but I gave him his, like a choice of like four of them, I think. Uh, so. yeah, the, 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 I, saw, I saw two, I looked at two of the four that Mark sent and one of them, I think it's 32 brew. Something yeah. Like that. They had some funky, funky shit that I can't, I would love to try. I mean, obviously nice. we can't get there. You know, I'll just hate him for, I'll hate him a little bit, but I'll appreciate right. whatever he can bring. And then also in, uh, in late June, I'm going back upstate again for uh, my wife's birthday present. We're going up to Tupper Lake, and uh, we're going to hit a couple of breweries that are up that away. Okay. So I'll see what I can now, bring back. Now, where's Tupper Lake as far as? Tupper, uh, Tupper Lake is like a little bit southwest of Lake Placid. Okay, so you, that's really far north. Yeah. I keep saying that like every time I go up to Albany, I really got to stop in at uh, in Clifton Park and go to Schmaltz. Yeah, and get some, and see if I can find something like that's a you know maybe a brewery only release or something oh, like man. that. And I still killer. have that bottle of uh, of Jubilation, the twenty fifth anniversary <laughs> one, hanging out. Like it's sitting there, and I look at it in my fridge, and I go, I can't just open it up. On, I can't just open it up on like a Tuesday night and just drink that because I'll be in a coma, and Wednesday won't happen. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I like I think I'm just hanging on to it for a special occasion. We'll, we'll crack that bad boy open. That sounds good. Yeah, the uh, the Hanukkah in Kentucky we had with uh, for the uh, big craft beer that week. Was really was, that was awesome. And then we we piled Marauder on top of that, so that was that was a good. That, that was a good. That was a good random Tuesday night drink. Though. Yeah, <laughs> but you know when we split it amongst five people, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, but right. If I'm just sitting at home and Rachel's not going to drink it, like then it's an issue for me. I, and, I and my understand. employer. <laughs> More so for your, for the employer. I but imagine. what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the uh, you know put the call call to action out there that if there's a uh, you know a brewery that we haven't done yet that you really want to hear from us, especially if it's in the tri-state area, something that we can get to fairly easily. Or hell, if you want to do a trade with us, by all means, contact us beertasticvoyage at gmail dot com or hit us up on the social medias and we'll uh, work something out. Yeah, yeah. They, we got some great. Any of the breweries that we already talked to, we can you know that we've already done. You you know what's available, so we can we can get that stuff and trade it out to you. And uh, you know, would love to be able to get some more stuff from around the country. Yeah, I, I recently traded with a, another guy on the Reddit Home Brewing Forum some of the uh, the sour um, blueberry that Mark and I did, along with one of my oatmeal stouts. He sent me a graph, a uh, a sour mango a mango passion fruit sour. He did. And right. then a commercial double IPA from one of his local places. So we'll, okay. uh, we'll talk about that on an upcoming episode at some point. Now, and you got and just one more tease. You guys submitted the uh, the habanero blueberry, right? Habanero blueberry to uh, to yeah. some judging, and uh, we're gonna wait for a future episode to share how that went. Yeah, I put my oatmeal stat in too, so we can okay. can we can uh, update everybody on at least my uh, my beginning brewing adventure. And that's what they call in the industry a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And just like the tease that Justin is, we're just going to leave that at that. All right. So cheers, everybody, and thanks for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, 
or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.